1: Before we start, I have some news that will affect me personally and hopefully you personally because this is the last time The Greg Kelly Show happens at 7 p.m. because we're moving to a new time. That's right. (laughs) Hate to be so alarmist, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. That means, uh, well, let's do the rest. Wherever you live... (laughs) These are the times, okay? What do you think? I think this could be great. Uh, it's gonna make my workday, quite frankly, more productive. I'll get more work done, more leisure in, and more people on the West Coast hopefully will be tuning in to the amazing content that I am very, very proud of. All right? All right, let's turn down the uh, about to submerge alarm or whatever that thing was. Thank you very much. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you can watch it on the app whenever. Uh, I think this is good. All right? So you're going to have to make some adjustments. I appreciate it so much. And, again, it's a pleasure and a privilege to do what we do here for you. So please join us at the new time. We look forward to it. Also, we have this. Another January 6th panel. They had it last week. They had one early this morning. It is so stilted, so strange. I was listening to the great one, Mark Levin. He compared it to a Stalinist show trial. And, of course, he's right. Now, what is a Stalinist show trial? Well, Stalin had an enemy. He wanted them gone and he had to make a show out of it. The verdict was preordained, everybody knew. The witnesses were hand-selected and scripted. Nobody with another point of view could be there. So un-American, but very, very Soviet. The plot has been uncovered. The mask of treason has been torn from their faces now and forever. Let the verdict be heard like thunder, like a fresh purifying thunderstorm of Soviet justice. Our entire country, no matter whether young or old, demand only one thing, that the traitors and spies who wanted to sell out the homeland should be shot like rabid dogs.
2: Wow.
1: All right. Right up to the raven dog part, everything that this guy was saying. They're really saying about Trump and Trump supporters, total exaggeration, no disagreement whatsoever in those show trials, and no disagreement in this nonsense. And that is un-American. That is not the way it's supposed to work. I mean, we have an adversarial system, both in the legislature, in the judicial system, the justice system. It's supposed to be adversarial. And that's okay.
3: There's no way that this is going to happen without the, the government playing some role. Well, I disagree.
0: I have to disagree with the distinguished minority leader.
3: I disagree with many things that the previous speaker said. I disagree with his premises and with his conclusion in many respects. I first want to respond to the gentleman from Ohio's reference that people who are Listening on the call should just shut up. I couldn't disagree more passionately. I'm constrained to rule it out of order. I
1: obviously disagree vehemently, but if that's the way the chairman is going to rule, that's the way it's going to rule. And that's the way it's dysfunctional, to be sure. But it's our dysfunction. Churchill said democracy is the worst system in the world, except for all the others. I I love that. But what we saw this morning and last week in prime time, that's that's not democracy. I mean, Benny Thompson, a congressman from Mississippi, falling over himself, agreeing with Liz Cheney, daughter of Dick Cheney. Yeah, no, this is not American.
3: January 6th was the culmination of an attempted coup.
4: Intelligence available before January 6th identified plans to, quote, invade the Capitol, occupy the Capitol, and take other steps to halt Congress's count of electoral votes that day.
3: Donald Trump was at the center of this conspiracy, and ultimately, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, spurred a mob of domestic enemies of the Constitution.
4: President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack.
1: A show trial saying what we've heard before, by the way, nothing new whatsoever. All this agreement, no disagreement, on a so-called bipartisan committee. It is a joke. It happens there and, of course, on almost every channel you turn on.
3: It was a bloody day that resulted in the death of five people, the worst attack on our democracy in my lifetime.
1: This was insurrection against the United States, an attack on our democracy. This was an attack on our democracy
3: in its own way, like 9-11, and you have to bulletproof the democracy if you want to
2: keep it. Let's have accountability for this horrific breach of security and attack on our democracy incited by the president.
4: This was an attack on our democracy an attack incited by a failed former president.
1: I actually shouldn't let them go on as long as I just let them go on. But this bothers me a lot, the democracy part and our sacred capital, because I couldn't help but notice that the capital on January 3rd, there it is, very beautiful. Okay, here it is on January 6th. Now, things got out of hand. We've got questions about why it got out of hand and security and all that kind of thing. And then the next day, two days later, January 8th, the Capitol looks just fine, doesn't it? Doesn't it? What's the problem? All right. Three hours later, that building was back open for business. Now, you want to talk about a real threat to democracy? The Summer of Fire. In 2020 and beyond. Let's go to Minneapolis. Let's take a look at the, I think it was the third precinct. Is it the third precinct in Minneapolis? Beautiful. Uh, Wow. State-of-the-art law enforcement facility. Here it is on May 28th, 2020. Yeah, this is all glorious. This is all beautiful. This is all good, we're told. What does it look like after? That's it. All right. So let's compare the Minneapolis third precinct. Yeah. All right. There's a real difference there. And I notice that the Minneapolis 3rd Precinct is in worse shape than the United States Capitol, right? Isn't that pretty clear and obvious to everyone? So this is, this is all phony. This is all sad. This is all dishonest. And all very, very subjective, capricious. Again, this, take a look. Let's see. Is it January 6th? No. So any carnage, any mayhem you see here is, by definition, beautiful. This is social and racial justice. This is what Barack Obama wanted. He wanted people to feel uncomfortable, take the streets and make them feel uncomfortable. Now, let's take a look at this. Now, ooh, this is January 6th. Look at these horrible people. I mean, look at them. Look at them. They're They're white and they're for Trump. I mean, it's just, well, it's just awful stuff. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Now, let's take a look at some more footage. Uh, we have this from, oh, fires are burnt. Nope. Oh, hands up. Yep. This is Black Lives Matter. This is, well, this is righteous. This is, look, these folks are angry and they're striking back at a systemically racist system. Of course, society says this is beautiful. All right. One more peek. One more peek at the Capitol. Uh, Oh, there they are again. Those terrible Trump supporters. Yeah, I know. I saw these skirmishes all across the country for for months and months and months. But this is the worst thing that ever happened. What about the looting? What about the looting? Was that good? Yeah, that was actually good. This is, well, you know, the whole economic system and the patriarchy or whatever they call it. But Big O, remember Big O when he took that letter from Nancy Pelosi's office? this, this, they throw him in jail for this. He's still on home confinement for now. What do you think the mainstream media care about? Do they care about all that carnage that affected millions upon millions of people, billions of dollars worth of damage? Or do they care about that one day, three or four hours, only one person killed. And that was Ashley Babbitt. What do you think they care about all this time later?
5: The first public hearing from the select committee investigating the attack on the Capitol was billed as historic, momentous, invoking comparisons to Watergate and the
1: Iran-Contra hearings. Never before in this country's history have we witnessed a president accused of a criminal conspiracy to take down the democracy. We turn now to the violent extremism that took place on January 6, 2021, which will be a topic again this so week. So folks, this is impact. just yesterday. The Sunday shows they could not stop talking about this issue that they like. It affects them somehow. They think it's Washington, D.C. It's the swamp. Um, nothing about gas prices, nothing about inflation. It was all How do we tarnish Trump so he can't run again? And they think they can do that by talking about January 6th. January 6th, January 6th. It's interesting. There are a lot of folks out there who say, you can't talk about November of twenty, the election. Oh, don't talk about that. A lot of Republicans say, you can't talk about that anymore. Move forward, move forward, move forward, right? You can't talk about November 2020, but you can talk about January 6th, huh? Here they are, the swamp, telling me and you... Nothing to see here regarding the election. We have to move on. We can't dwell on that.
3: By focusing on the past, Donald Trump is actually hurting Republicans as they move into the midterms.
5: I think it's time to move on from the 2020 election and look forward to 2024. The
3: only way for you to be viable in the future is for us to win in 2022.
1: So help us. Stop talking about 2020. It's not helpful. Talk about what you would do differently. Now, why doesn't Lindsey Graham... And all of his friends on both sides of the aisle, because he's so bipartisan, say the same thing about January 6th. The only Republicans they have on, they're happy to talk about January 6th and take some shots at Trump to show their independence. You can't talk about November of twenty, all right, which was, I think, a big deal. And I still have grave concerns about the fairness of that election. But January 6th, they can't get enough of it.
5: And turning now to the investigation into
1: the January 6th Capitol attack. Fox. new developments on the January 6th insurrection will bring you the latest. Let's talk about the January 6th committee. The important stage of the investigation into the January 6th insurrection. I think January 6th is another uh, example.
4: And they keep falling, the January 6th bombshells, that is.
1: Okay, let's talk about January 6th. One day, one day, a year and a half ago. Three hours they couldn't get inside the Capitol. There was some glass to pick up. They don't ask about their own failings. The police, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, no. But they would still get to talk about January 6th. Look, you want to know where all this comes from? Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2017. Donald Trump. This is both one of the most beautiful and impressive things I've ever heard, but it really gave Donald Trump a lot of problems when he tried to govern. Listen. For too long, a small
3: group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes starting right here and right now because this moment is your moment. It
1: belongs to you. I love it. You love it. If you're a career politician and you've been in Washington for decades, do you love to hear that? No, that's an enemy speaking and you've got to stop him. If you're Dick Cheney and you went from A guy who couldn't keep a job in Wyoming, drunk driver, you name it, down and out Dick Cheney back when he was in his 20s. To somehow becoming vice president of the United States, secretary of defense, a member of Congress, a chief of staff to a president and picking up about nearly 100 million dollars along the way. That's a system you like. That's a system that's precious that must be defended. Not our Constitution, but a system that makes a guy like that rich. How about his daughter, Liz Cheney? You saw her. She's going after Trump with a, with a viciousness. That is personal because she's of the swamp and she's benefited from all of it, all of it.
4: Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain.
1: I think she's thinking more about her position in society, whether it's in office or out of office, maybe it's with Halliburton or whatever. Let's take a look at some of her posts, key posts that she got because of her father, special assistant to the deputy secretary of state under the Bush administration, USAID officer, House of Representatives, same seat as her father. This is the swamp. This is why we don't like it. I don't think she's in it for the people. And I think this is very, very personal for her. Donald Trump, he's got our support. We like him. I hope he comes back. Good luck, sir. Now stay with us. And stay with us tomorrow night because we're changing to a new time, right? 10 p.m., No more seven o'clock. Greg Kelly reports. It goes to 10 o'clock on the East Coast, seven in California, and we can all figure out the rest Uh, and everywhere in between. Thank you so much. We're excited about this and we'll be right back.
2: Hi, Rob Carson here. If you love watching Newsmax, you're really going to love listening to our new podcast. It's called the Newsmax Daily. I host it and I give you the best briefing of the big news of the day, top newsmaker interviews, and even yes, a few laughs. I know it's hard to believe. So if you're uh, driving, walking, exercising, just about anywhere, you can connect with the Newsmax Daily with me, Rob Carson. Find our podcast online or go to iPhone, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and more and start listening today.
1: All All I can can say say is is that that the the fake fake news news just just doesn't doesn't get it, it, do do (laughs) they? And before I get to fighting the fake news, again, I have to make a special announcement about when this show, where it's going. You can see it at a new time starting tomorrow. (laughs) I don't want to alarm anybody, but I guess we kind of do with that old timey submarine alarm. 10 p.m. Eastern, starting tomorrow. If you live in Central Time, that's 9 o'clock. Mountain is 8, and on the West Coast, 7 o'clock. What do you say, huh? I think this could be good for all of us. Might be temporarily inconvenient, but it's going to be great. What do you say? Join us at the new time, please. And, of course, download the app. You can watch whenever you want. All right, turn it off. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Why is Adam Schiff... Still on television? Adam Schiff. How many times can he lie to all of us? But they put him on all the time. Two clips saying almost the exact same thing. One, when he was lying about the Russia hoax. And yesterday, lying about Trump on January
0: 6th. You have seen
1: direct evidence of collusion.
3: Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. So uh, that is what we ought to do.
5: Would you like to see former President Trump criminally prosecuted? Would that be good for the country? Uh,
3: I would like to see the Justice Department investigate any credible allegation of criminal activity On the part of Donald Trump or anyone else, the president and others may have committed multiple federal crimes. So that should be investigated.
1: He is a little kind of slippery when it comes to this stuff. He gives himself a little bit of wiggle room, but he was wrong about Russia. I mean, totally wrong. And he's wrong about this, but he still gets uh, a guest spot almost every single weekend. Every now and then you'll see an outsider, a civilian. This guy, his name is Quested. He actually tried to maintain his neutrality when he was called. I, quite frankly, couldn't follow too much of his testimony. But some people said he had a point when he said this.
3: America has become polarized, and we're going to keep seeing incidents that in, you know, enhance this polarity. Is there any pulling back? Is there any such thing as de-escalation that you see that's possible?
1: I mean, I would hope we could de-escalate the situation. But when news is so polarized, how are we going to um, um, claw back? We need a common set of facts. And once we can establish a common set of facts, then maybe we can have a discussion about um, the best solutions and America can come together to um, you know, to be what America should be. It sounds great, but it's actually in a way already happening. It's not necessarily the facts It's what significance you give those facts, what context, what importance. Not everybody agrees on that, and it's not likely we're going to agree. You know, we see this all the time from the Supreme Court. I mean, throughout our history, this is a 20-year-old Supreme Court. But these are, and I'll give it to them, the left and the right, if you're on the Supreme Court, you're pretty good at books, okay? You're pretty smart when it comes to books. And these brainiacs disagree all the time, all the time. Five to four decisions, seven to two decisions, six to three decisions. Brilliant people can look at the same issue, the same statutes, the same law and say no. (laughs) And they can totally disagree with each other. We have to accept that. It's not actually as bad as they try to say it is. Unity? I don't know. They have unity in North Korea. They had it in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. I actually like the division. I like the debate. I don't like a committee where everybody agrees. Everybody agrees on the January 6th committee. That is wrong. Hey, here's something that should be making the news. That is not. And you tell me why not. There's the I Promise School in Akron, Ohio. It was started by the famous basketball player, known woke leftist, LeBron James, he put a lot of money into this school, and that's nice. It provides opportunity for, uh, I think, some children who may have developmental or perhaps economic uh, hardships that they're up against. Could I see LeBron at the school? He actually went there on day one. There was a lot of press. Now, they just had a, well, a tragedy there. A young man named Ethan Liming was beaten to death. Yeah, uh, real bad. And they made an arrest of three individuals, and they are in custody. There they are. Two of them are our brothers, I'm told. But it's interesting. You don't hear a word about this in the national news. Why is that? I mean, let's face it. This story has a lot of things that the national news, they seem to like. It's got a celebrity, LeBron James. It's got his school. It's got Ethan Liming, the victim, and it's got the accused and oh, by the way, there, seem, there could be a racial component here. There could be a racial component. It's being discussed up there. Why not? Because the victim is white and the alleged assailants are black. And LeBron, nobody wants to give him a hard time about anything. The lack of consistency is kind of amazing. There are no consistent standards. The bias. How about the assassination plot? That was uncovered against Justice Kavanaugh just this week. We saw it uh, this past week, I should say. A guy came to Justice Kavanaugh's house, a 28-year-old man, came all the way from California with a great big knapsack full of weapons and rope and knives. He wanted to kidnap and maybe even kill, it looks like, Justice Kavanaugh. But nobody seems to care. The story was totally ignored. I showed you those Sunday shows. Look at this. 0.0 minutes on all the main shows. They did not even mention it. And I think this is newsworthy, don't you? Especially when a sitting U.S. senator said something so vitriolic, so provocative. I mean, this is light years behind beyond anything that Donald Trump said. Take a look.
3: I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind
1: and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you. Wow. That sounds like a threat. It really does. But he's a Democrat. He's got Democrat immunity. He's fine. They're trying to impeach Donald Trump for what, the fourth time, whatever it is. Do you remember the plot against Gretchen Whitmer? Now, it looks like the guys were were set up. It really does. Michigan governor, a bunch of good old boys may have been entrapped. Some of them have already been found not guilty. Uh, No person got within a few feet of her with a bag full of weapons. But she was at grave risk. And it all came from Donald Trump's uh, supporters and uh, in Donald Trump's America. It was so disturbing that plot to kidnap Michigan's governor, Gretchen Whitmer.
0: Hate groups heard the president's words not as a rebuke, but as a rallying cry. Is a call to action
1: does president trump bear responsibility for encouraging hate groups
3: your reaction to that new salvo from president trump last night governor whitmer said this this is exactly the kind of rhetoric that has put me my family and the lives of other government officials in
1: danger
0: last week 13 members of two anti-government michigan militia groups were arrested as part of an alleged plot to kidnap and then put governor gretchen whitmer on trial for treason she joins us now from lansing michigan
1: And there she is, all over the place, and she got to blame Trump and all that stuff. But again, for Justice Kavanaugh, and that was a plot that was actually, may have been one guy, but he was about to make good on it. He was in front of the guy's house with weapons and tactical gear and knives. Not a mention. Not a mention. It's pretty wild, huh? It's actually stunning. It's almost fun to notice, but it's also pretty sad that it's happening. Okay, One more time. Well, actually, I'm going to announce it a couple of more times. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern is when you can see this show. The Greg Kelly show, also known as Greg Kelly reports. That makes it nine o'clock central, eight o'clock mountain and seven o'clock Pacific time. Join us. I think you're going to like it. It's the same show, but uh, we got to make some adjustments. Please, please be there. All right. Be right back. I love it. I love the Aluga alarm, and I love the new time. 10 o'clock tomorrow is when you can see this show on the East Coast. Uh, That would be 9 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, and 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Oh, and in Alaska, it's 6, and Hawaii, it's 4. It feels right to me, okay? More people across the country. Hopefully, they'll be home from work, whatever, and uh, it's going to be fun. Again, no show, my show at least, is not on at 7 o'clock tomorrow on the East Coast. Do the math. Thank you very much. I think this is going to expose us to even more people. Also, hey, here's something. Thank you very much. I don't like the kids being exposed to all this gay pride stuff. This seems to be the biggest gay pride month ever. And the parade in Los Angeles, take a look at this and take a look at what are the children doing here? Now, I'm sorry, but a lot of the guys are getting carried away. Simulated sex acts in the street, uh, bondage, S&M, you name it. Stuff I never heard of. It's going on in the street. And children borderline participating. It's not right. We know it's not right. And DeSantis is talking about making some rules about this in Florida we'll see. One thing we don't like here in New York, they've got this story time hour. Drag queens go into schools and read to kids uh, you know, books about gender and all that stuff. And guess what? Taxpayers are paying for it. Over $200,000 being spent on these drag queen shows. And by the way, The money's coming from, well, it could be used for other things, $50,000 from the New York State through its Council on the Arts, along with $157,000 from the city's Departments of Education, Cultural Affairs, Youth and Community Development, and even the Department of Transportation. We've got so many potholes here. Seriously, this is wrong. We all know it. It's okay to say it. We're not anti-anybody. We just think our children should not be sexualized. And a lot of this stuff, yeah, it is. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Some call it grooming, and some of it is, obviously. I'm a little bit tired and bored of talking of everybody's orientation. But some people are addicted to it. That's how they get to power. That's how they get the money. Karine Jean-Pierre, you know who she is? She's our new press secretary. And man, oh man, oh man, she, is, she just can't stop talking about sex. Even at work, even before she got the job, she wrote a book and she wanted to make believe that Trump hated her because she's gay. She actually said that out loud. The man who is now
5: sitting in the building I used to work in hates everything that I am. A black gay immigrant woman.
1: A black gay immigrant woman. Nobody has a problem with that, except maybe you. (laughs) And then she gets the big job at the White House, which she's not very good at. And day one, again, with the black, gay, immigrant woman stuff.
5: I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black, gay, immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. I would not be here today if it were not for generations of barriers, pe- barrier-breaking people before me. I stand on their shoulders. If if it were not for generations of barrier, barrier-breaking people before me, I would not be here.
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, get into politics. You, I mean. She worked for Kamala Harris. I think that might have more how she got this job than all the other stuff, but who knows? Who knows? Um, Oh, that was day one on the job. Two weeks in, she's still talking to anybody who will talk to her about who she likes to, forgive me, sleep with. My
5: coming out story. When I was 16 years old. I realized that I was different, and I kind, I kind of knew. Apparently. Yeah, there was a knowingness. There's a knowingness that you are different, so you're trying to figure out. And at 16, I came out to my mom. She did not take it very well. I said to her that I was a lesbian, that I was gay, and for her, it was just like, you could see her head spinning. I think you
1: described it in your book as repulsive.
5: Repulsive. She was repulsed. And um, it was very sad.
1: Um, she's got other things to talk about her boss, inflation, gas prices. 16-year-old mother, I just, I don't get it. I don't care. Her, She was 16, her mother, whatever. Do you? There's a time and a place for this stuff. After you leave the White House, you can talk about it all you want. There are other things going on. How about this? This is going on. Getting no attention whatsoever. Pro-life facilities are being bombed like crazy. Now, over the weekend... Pro-abortion terrorists firebombed a pregnancy center in Gresham, Oregon, that offers maternal care and information to expecting mothers. The fire uh, wrecked one room in the facility. The alarm system did alert fire personnel and the rest. This is horrible stuff. If that were an abortion clinic, that would be national news. It happened in Buffalo not long ago, June 7th an anti-abortion Buffalo pregnancy center was firebombed. Uh, Police in Amherst, New York, confirmed an investigation is underway after a fire broke out, very suspicious, and someone scrawled on the wall, Jane was here, which is kind of known to be the handiwork of pro-abortion radicals. Wisconsin, May 8th, the headquarters of... Wisconsin Family Action in Madison was attacked in the middle of the night in May with a Molotov cocktail through a window starting a small fire and graffiti spray painted on an exterior wall. Nobody was hurt. Police are still looking for who might be responsible. They believe the clinic was targeted by pro-choice activists. And this stuff is wrong and it's getting no attention. And oh, by the way, someone could die. It needs to stop. I have to do it one more time. I'm sorry. You got to get the word out there. Hit it. Does everybody know now? 10 o'clock tomorrow on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the West Coast, and 8 Mountain, 9 Central. All right? This is big for us. It's a big change. It's gonna change my life, I think, for the better. I'll have more time for work and more time for my family, actually. Very unique situation. Thanks a lot. We'll see you tomorrow at 10987, depending upon where you live. Be right back. All right. That's Gretchen Whitmer, the Democrat governor of Michigan. Nobody, but nobody likes her. Uh, So there are a lot of Republicans uh, running to replace her. The primary is August 2nd. And one of the leading candidates is Ryan Kelly. There he is. He's a a real estate broker, owns his own firm, uh, working in the real estate industry very successfully, has lived in Western Michigan for 35 years. Now, he was there on january 6th in washington dc there he is seems like he's in a chaotic moment but he's kind of calm and cool in the middle of all of it there he is again now keep in mind he never entered the capitol also keep in mind that last week on thursday the day of the prime time january sixth hearings a year and a half after january 6th the fbi decides to arrest him on four misdemeanor counts, a year and a half later, the same day as the January 6th primetime hearings. You think there's a political calculation here of some kind? I'd count on it. There's Ryan Kelly himself, again, Republican governor, of Republican gubernatorial candidate in Michigan. Sir, welcome to Newsmax. How you doing?
2: Doing very well, Greg. Thank you very much. Republican governor, we can go with that. We
1: can can make that happen. Getting a little ahead of myself. Well, listen, uh, you were arrested for misdemeanor counts. They raided your house, I understand. Um, What's your sense of the timing?
2: The timing is no coincidence. As you mentioned, 17 months or whatever after January 6th, on the same day as their political theater in Washington, D.C., the FBI, you know, it, it was less than 12 hours after Joe Biden makes the statement on Jimmy Kimmel that he's going to be arresting his political opponents. And then the next morning, the FBI shows up in my house where my wife and my six children live and raid the house. And yeah, now we, we're here where we're at now. And I'll tell you, Greg, the support from everybody has been incredible all across the country. Blessed and grateful for that.
1: Well, you know, it put you on our radar, and what happens, I mean, I'm sorry, let's look at these charges, these are, is this what the FBI has to do? Illegally entering a restricted building, although, well, you'll tell me about whether you went into the Capitol or not, disorderly conduct, attacking U.S. property, let me ask you this, the FBI agents themselves, were they at all embarrassed, were they a little sheepish about this situation, coming to your home and and taking you away?
2: You know, it's uh, it's definitely interesting to see kind of the dynamic between what you see in D.C. and what you see on the front lines. And I'll share more on that story here as time unfolds. We'll have to talk again on that. And, you know, the charges, you know, as you mentioned, I did not enter the Capitol building first and foremost. You know, these are are charges that, you know, we'll we'll discuss more as time comes on. But, uh, you know, there's nothing there. Uh, that 's you know in relation to more than a parking ticket, if you will, why had you know why have the FBI show up for for these type of charges it 's because of the political theater Greg and you know you 've been exposing it, you understand they 're trying to intimidate me they 're trying to intimidate my family, my followers, my supporters, they want to intimidate any of us that love America, love our constitution, and want to keep America a republic
1: mm mm-hmm. All right, I understand. Yeah, you got pending litigation. There's only so much you can say. If you don't mind, in 20 seconds, make the case against Gretchen Whitmer and the case for yourself.
2: Gretchen Whitmer has done nothing but plague Michigan with scandal after scandal. She is not doing things that are, you know, necessary at a time like now to address the things that concern Michiganders the most which is the inflation, high energy costs, high fuel costs, high food costs. She's aiming to manipulate voters. And I'll tell you, Greg, I've been a fighter for the people over this entire process, pushing back against the tyranny. I have the record to prove it, that I'm a fighter. I'm going to stand and fight for the people as Michigan's next Republican governor. Looking forward to this victory on August 2nd and then again in November.
1: I got a feeling this could work. Ryan Kelly, we appreciate it very much. Good luck. Ryankelly.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. Uh, thank you, sir, very much. Good luck. Thanks, Greg. Have a good night. You bet. You too. And we'll be right back. Uh, the January 6th committee. In primetime last week, again this morning, You know, I was listening to Mark Levin, and he made the comparison to a Stalinist show trial. Yeah, if Stalin had a beef with somebody, and he had beef with a lot of people, he'd rig up a phony trial with a preordained verdict, hand-selected witnesses who would only tell one side of the story, totally scripted. Yeah, it's a Stalinist show trial. And by the way, when I was listening to Mark Levin, the great one, Julie Kelly, made an appearance and she was awesome she's been covering the january sixth situation like nobody else and a great supporter i think for america first and uh, these poor guys who have been so mistreated senior writer at america greatness julie welcome and thank you for all the work you're doing what do you think of these hearings so far
4: i think you're exactly right they are show trials i think most of the american people can see right through that but look greg we can see how destructive both this committee exercise and what the Justice Department is doing to say people like Ryan Kelly. What he just described has been the situation for over 800 Americans who have been arrested and charged mostly with those same misdemeanor charges, nonetheless, having their homes raided by the FBI, arrested in front of their family, often with armed agents and SWAT vehicles, pre-dawn raids, uh, handling these people like they're al-Qaeda members. And this is continuing every single week. And so you see the House committee working in collaboration with the DOJ like they did to bring charges against Ryan Kelly 17 months later, like they did Monday to bring seditious conspiracy charges against the Proud Boys a few days before this hearing focused on the Proud Boys. So, yes, Stalin would be very proud. Uh, He's nodding his head in agreement with Nancy Pelosi and Merrick Garland and Joe Biden for what they're doing to Americans on the political right.
1: The motivation, I mean, if you look at this objectively, and I know these are Crazy politicians, but you got to see it for what it is. But they're using this hyperbole, the threat to democracy and all that. Do you think it's just to get Trump? Do you think some of them actually believe it? What's happening?
4: I mean, I think what you're seeing, Greg, now between the Justice Department and this committee is trying to justify what I believe will be criminal charges against Donald Trump. So they're trying to build a public political case as much as they are a criminal case in DOJ. And the reason why they focus on the Proud Boys and also the Oath Keepers, these two alleged militia groups who, by the way, Greg, brought no weapons to the Capitol that day. I don't know how you overthrow government without it. So they're going to try to Uh, tie Donald Trump to both of those groups who have been now charged with seditious conspiracy, a rare charge. American has never been convicted of that. Tie that to Donald Trump Mm. and charge him with either conspiracy, obstruction of an official proceeding, or both. And I think that that will be the big surprise before the uh, 2022 uh, midterm elections.
1: At Julie underscore Kelly two, find her on social media. It's very important. We appreciate it so much what you're doing. And to be continued, come back soon. We'll be. New time tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 Pacific. I'll see you then, okay? I know it's an adjustment. Stay with us. It's worth it. will see you tomorrow.